Hey y'all and welcome back to just another fun episode of Faith and Friends. Today, the one and only Maddie Ray and she is just incredible. This girl is a singer, an influencer, a preacher and first of all, she's also a fashionista. Like she just wears the cutest outfits and I need to learn something from this girl. Woo! But y'all, I just have to introduce you to my sweet friend, Maddie Ray. Hey! Hello, Georgia. You are just the sweetest. I have not been able to find another word except for just how sweet you are. And I'm just so <laughs> grateful for you. You are amazing. I'm so excited we're able to just do this. And I love just your heart for the Lord, just how genuine you are in your pursuit of God. And I think that that is something, just such a great example to today's generation. And so I can't wait to talk to you today and for us to talk about our generation and revival and all that good stuff. God is doing just amazing things right now and so I just love it and thank you so so much for having me here on your podcast it's such an honor this is just so fun and I'm just so thankful that the Lord has just brought us together as sisters yeah it's so crazy we met over Instagram Mm-hmm. like any young gal would do nowadays. Right, right. And I was just so thankful that you had an upcoming trip to Nashville so we could actually meet it so worked out it was amazing like it just all came together was so beautiful so awesome how we just connected and now we're friends and like this is great i just love you oh it was so fun and i don't even know where we some market where were we at we went to go get gracie's milkshake yeah it was the lnl market and that's where gracie's milkshake bar was because i wanted to go there when i came to nashville and so we decided to go there and meet up and we hung out and my mom was there and it was great (laughs) it was so fun and we wanted to get some milkshakes but what happened i think gracie's freezer went out or something yeah yeah so gracie's i think it was yeah, something like that. You're right. Yeah. Because we went back the next day and actually got milkshakes. That's why you I remember did. it. <laughs> we did. We went back. And so I'm like, wait, we didn't get milkshakes. I'm like, oh, yeah, we didn't Without get it when me. we were there. I'm sorry. I just no. realized that. No. But, uh, but it was still great. We were able to go to her sister's um, shop where yes. she has like clothes and everything. And then we still met Gracie there. And so it was just a fun little trip. It was sure fun. And one of my favorite memories, Maddie, from that trip was we went just around to the little shops and stuff. We were just having girl time, you know. Oh, yeah. And I don't even know what it was called, but it was like a little antique boutique furniture thing. And we met this sweet, sweet man. And I don't – do you remember his name? I don't either. I was just thinking about that. I I don't remember his name. I don't know why like, the name Tom comes up to me, but it's something like We're just going to call him Tom. Yeah, we're going to call him Tom. <laughs> and Mr. Tom was just the sweetest thing, just showing us around his shop. And yeah. then I felt his heart like I felt just this oh, just this sweet soul and oh my goodness, just for you to just be so bold. That's something I love about Maddie Ray. Is Maddie Ray is just <laughs> bold and also, can you hear that thunder? I can a little oh bit. Oh my yeah. goodness. Okay. Just I'll, a little bit though. Not too bad. Okay, y'all. It is about to storm here in Arkansas. So uh, hold your horses. Um, <laughs> but no, sweet Mr. Tom, we were about to leave. And I will never forget this. Like truly, Maddie, you mm-hmm. just were like, Mr. Tom, can we pray for you? And I was like, oh my goodness, this is about to get so good. It's about to go down. (laughs) I was like already praying for him in my head, but there's a difference between just like that intimate, you know, prayer with the Lord. But then there's just something just so powerful about laying a hand on someone and just letting them hear your prayer and intercede. Yeah. 
girl, that was so powerful. It was so good. And I think it's so important, you know, at times as Christians, when we do feel that prompting, you know, Mm -hmm. to do that, to do it in that moment, because what that is more than just us praying for them, it's really God revealing himself to them in that moment. We never know where someone is at. We never know what their last prayer was. We never know what's going on in their life. And we never know why God is prompting us to do what we do. I mean, I could tell so many stories of oddball things that I felt God telling me to do. And I'm like, God, that's so out of my character to even like do say that or to approach someone like that. But it all had a purpose. And that's where as Christians, we just have to be obedient. And I love that in that moment, we prayed for them and we don't know where that went or what happened. But that's when just in your heart, you just believe that God, that what God wanted to do in that moment, that it happened because of your obedience. And then I was so glad that you were there with me because I knew that you would just like totally jump in with me and I loved it. And so but that's definitely something that I try to do when I'm out and about just, yeah, being that person that God's able to use when you're just out and about. And even you, when, when we were there, I loved, I loved how as soon as we walked in um, to the LNL market, like you were just smiling at everyone and you're like, I like your outfit. You're just, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you just, you're so great. And like, you just literally walked in and did that. I'm like, this is great. Like people have no idea, just like the light of Jesus that has just walked into this place. And so it was just a special time. I loved it. It truly was. And you know, that made me think about how as farmers, we don't plant the seed to see the flowers. We plant the seeds because we're obedient and we have to go work the field. And that's what us farmers are supposed to do. And so mm-hmm. I just, I love that. Is there like any funny story? Cause you said that there's been some interesting instances that you just felt like the Lord was telling you to, you know, just go do. And you're like, what? (laughs) You know, I think so probably this doing more like evangelism and really like being obedient when God tells you to move. I think that's been like something that I've been growing in probably over the past year since around last year, or really probably the end of 2018 is really when that started stirring in my heart and understanding as Christians that we don't have an option. And I think that that's how a lot of us as Christians live kind of like we have an option. Like I feel God telling me to do something, but I'm not really going to move on it. And the fact is, as Christians, like this is what we've been commissioned to do. It is to go out and tell people about Jesus or to at least be his hands and feet in any situation that we're in. And so I think for me, that's something that I've tried to be more obedient in. I would not say, you know, by any means that I'm, you know, this super, super evangelist, you know, where I can just like go anywhere and it's easy. I think you always can have fears. Um, I know I've had some, uh, crazy moments. Um, you know, like there was one time, like for me, I, I'm not, you know, I don't always encourage like tattoos and things like that. But there was this lady that was walking in a grocery store and I literally felt God tell me to go um, and tell her that I like your tattoo. And it was like this like, like cross type thing that was there. And that's so out of my character. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I I don't even like tattoos. Like, why are you telling me to do this? God? I'm like, I don't feel like I'm being honest here, (laughs) because you know? And so literally, um, I went up to her and just told her, you know, hey, I like your tattoo. And then we started talking um, a little bit about God and about how, you know, she grew up in church and all of that and everything. And it was just such a moment where I had felt, because again, you never know what God is doing in that person, even as you're talking to them. Mm -hmm. um, But just believing like, okay, God, like, is this someone that you're trying to bring back to you in this moment? And just by reminding them of a tattoo that they have, you know, about that's a cross and all of that, what is that doing in them? And so it was such a special moment. And then a 
lot of the times I have a lot of encounters in the airport. That's probably like the best ones in the airport. And I will tell you one story real quick. It wasn't a funny one. This was probably one of the best ones though. Um, it was so, so neat. I, I had just gotten, we love our brand. Jesus loves you. Yes. I love that brand. <laughs> and so I was wearing that. I was so determined to wear that at the airport because that just like speaks and people, it gets people's attention. And so I remember I was sitting down by myself um, at the terminal is still kind of early. So there wasn't like a lot of people there. And this older man uh, comes over. My mom had like went off to the bathroom or somewhere. And this older man comes up to me and was like, I like your shirt. And I was like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, do you believe it? And he's like, I do. I do believe Jesus loves me. And um, so he just decided to sit down right in front of me. And I was like, okay, oh. well, here we go. Let's, let's see where this goes. <laughs> and um, he, he sat down and he kind of went from smiling to this really downcast look and mm -hmm. said, you know, that's really when the rubber hits the road of believing whether or not Jesus loves you when your wife passes away from a stroke. And, um, apparently his wife had just recently passed from a stroke and he, um, was really struggling with that with a lot of grief and everything. And he starts talking to me about his life. And I come to find out that he um, is an evangelist and that he's been an evangelist for like over 20 years of his life. And I just thought it was such an amazing moment where I started ministering to him. Um, and in that moment, knowing that this man has lived his life telling people that Jesus loves him. But in that moment, he needed to be reminded that Jesus loved him. Mm -hmm. And I just think, again, anytime we're just obedient to God, we never know what God is doing in that person. You know, someone can plant the seed, someone can water it, but it's God who brings the increase in that person's life. And so it's just, you know... I could tell so many other stories that I want to, but I know we don't have a lot of time, but it's just amazing to see what God does in people. And even just knowing that when you choose to take that step of obedience, God will meet you there. And it's those God moments. Those are the ones that you know, okay, God, this was, you, you set this whole thing up and I'm glad that I was part of it. So. Wow. It's one thing to know Jesus loves you, but it's another thing to know Jesus loves me. Wow. Mm. That is so good, Maddie. It's good. Yeah. Wow. And I remember you wore that shirt because that was when you were leaving Nashville and right after we hung out. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was on my way back from Nashville. Look at that. Oh, it all God was moving together. that whole week. What was I'm going on? You. I think it's top <laughs> him. And we love Jesus Loves You brand. Did yes, we just do. do a giveaway with them? I did just do a giveaway with because them. someone hit 11k on the Instagrams. I know it's crazy. I just love it. I love that there's so many young people hungry to just be fed more resources about living their life for God because that's so my social media is about. I don't do anything else but just encourage young people to really live their life for God, just on fire. Yeah. And so I love that they they want that. So I think that's great. Yes, and you've been stewarding your platform so beautifully. Like ever since I've been following you, oh, I just have loved it. And I've even gone back and watched like your old singing videos and all these stuff. <laughs> not really old, just not as current as, you know, yeah. the most recent postings. But you just have been stewarding these platforms so well in every season. That's something I just love about you is you truly are a Psalm 1 sister that just your leaves mm -hmm. never wither because you are just planted so deep in his word and this fire. Mm -hmm. Girl, this fire you have in your spirit is just like none other. Woo! <laughs> and so like even in this season of quarantine, like, you are just on the, on the Instagrams, on the TikTok with the amazing <laughs> challenges. And oh, I just want you to talk a little bit about, you know, how we can just use this time to leverage our social media and dive into oh, just all the beauty that the Lord wants to reveal in this time. 
Yeah, I think as Christians, it's our responsibility. You know, we have a responsibility in this time because as Christians, we are the only ones out of every single other person in the world. As Christians, we are the only ones that have an answer. We have a solution and we have hope. We're the only ones that have that. And so it's our responsibility to do something with that. We have to go on our, so we don't, again, this goes back to as Christians, we really don't have an option. We have to go on our social media and talk about Jesus because he is the true hope that we have. It's Christ in you the hope of glory so if you're looking for hope that's going to be found in jesus christ who's in you and that you're wanting to encourage to get into others because the only way that we can have that hope that people need right now is by them accepting jesus and so i think now is the perfect time to evangelize now is the perfect time to encourage through the things that are in the word of god because it's one thing to just encourage someone but it's another thing when you're actually using the word of god because there's so much life that's in that um and i just i encourage you know for whoever's listening right now as a Christian, just to be confident in what God has put on the inside of you. I, I am a huge advocate of, of confidence that God has given you. I'll quickly say this. Um, there's two types of confidence. There's self-confidence, which is what the world teaches a lot. And we all want to be like, you know, that's, I want to be confident. And honestly, I don't believe in self-confidence. I don't think you can really have that because if you're self-confident, then your confidence is dependent on yourself and yourself isn't a very reliable source. We can be, you know, feeling ourselves one day and then the next day we're like, oh, I just, I, why am I like this? And we could just be feeling all these different ways. But when we're, when, we're, when our confidence comes from God, he's the most reliable source we have. Mm -hmm. He's the Lord, our God, and he doesn't change. So the way that he made us yesterday is the way we are today. And it's going to be the way we are tomorrow. He, he, the way that he created us, like that is who we are. And so I always encourage people to find their confidence in God. And in doing that, understand who you are, understand that you are one of the greatest people walking the earth because of what you have inside of you, because of that, that life that you have, because of that joy that you have, because of that love love that shed abroad in your heart. As Christians, we have that. And so I think during this time, it's such a perfect time to just really be using our social medias to evangelize, to spread the gospel, to minister to people, to encourage people, to pray for people, um, and really just lead people to Jesus during this time because he is our true hope. He's, he's the only hope that we have. He is, he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life, he is everything that we need right now. And I think if more Christians really see who they are in Christ and understand that they have a voice right now, I think that's something really important too is understand that as Christians, we have a voice in the matter. When it comes to everything that's going on right now, we're the ones that can say something about this because again, we have the answer, we have a solution. And so I just encourage those that are listening, be confident, use your voice right now, get out there and share the word of God because you're gonna see so much more fruit during this time um, because of you choosing to take that step and do it. That is so Good, because the world is trying to scream at us fear and just all these worldly things that yeah. are just so, mm, they, they get your hair a little, whew, a little frizzed up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but the word of God, there's just this peace that truly does surpass all understanding that yeah. we have access to. Like, we are the ones that can speak that life over this time, over the situation, mm -hmm. even when there's not a pandemic. There still is a pandemic for, you know, our soul. So many other things. Yes. Yes. So it's like, sister. Oh, so y'all can totally catch Maddie Ray Monday on her Instagram. And then she goes live on Saturdays. Yes. And then, oh, Thursdays. What's Thursday? Thursdays, that's when I do, uh, we're doing our youth group services on my Instagram now. And so I have a new series that we're starting this week. So it's going to be good. 
Oh, girl, I'm just so just encouraged by everything. Today, I was just getting excited about our podcast. So I went on your Instagram and just the beauty that you speak in through your Abide series that you did through your Purity series. And it was just so beautiful to see the testimonials. I was reading through some of your comments and someone even said that they stopped going to the gym because they knew that they needed to guard their eyes and how you were talking about how, and it made me think of Matthew six because Matthew six talks about, you know, the eyes are the light to the body. And if the eyes are healthy, the whole body's healthy. And so during this time, like what should we be looking at? What should we be spending our time with our eyes glued on? Yeah, I can't remember the, the, the reference of the scripture, but at the beginning of all of this, um, there was a scripture that I had come across that I started ministering. And literally in that scripture, at the very end of it, it just said, uh, look up and lift your head. Mm-hmm. And I think that was so important for this time because I know all of us can be looking around everywhere and our eyes are on our natural circumstances. And what God is telling us to do is look up because when we look up, we don't see everything else that's going on. See, when mm-hmm. we see everything else that's going on, that's when we have anxiety. That's Mm -hmm. when we have fear. That's when we can get depressed. That's when we're stressed out because when we see everything that's going on and our eyes aren't on him, now we're trying to do everything. We're trying to make something happen. We're Mm -hmm. trying to take control. We're trying to get a handle on what's happening when we're not called to do that. All God says is look up, lift Mm -hmm. up your head. Because when we look to him, now he is in control. Now we have no option to to try to get control of things because we don't even see what's really going on. We're just looking at, oh God, you have us. You're in mm. control. You are God. You're not going to stop doing what you're doing. You're not worried about any of this. So I'm going to look to you. And if you're not worried, I'm not worried. And mm. I'm going to trust and have faith that you're taking care of everything that needs to be taken care of. And so I would just encourage us in this time to really look to the Lord. And something that I've been ministering a lot um, recently that we need to do right now is really prepare because God, a lot, so many of us know, I mean, if you're a Christian, if you're on social media and if you're, you know, following some of the things that are taking place, we know that revival is coming. We know that a move of God is taking place. We know that there's a harvest that's coming. And those are things that we have to prepare for. Mm-hmm. I almost believe now, now don't quote me on this, but I almost mm-hmm. believe could God have given us this time to prepare because we don't even know how great this revival is going to be. We don't know how great this time is that God, how God is going to move. We don't know how great it is. He almost needed to, and again, don't call me on this. I'm not speaking for God, but almost like, did we need this time so we could really focus on the things that he's given us so we are actually equipped and prepared to walk this out with him because God is so great. And if we're saying that this is going to be greater than any other move of God, greater than any revival, then there must be a greater sacrifice. There must be a greater time put towards the word of God, a greater time put forth in prayer, a greater time put forth in his presence. And when we do that, that's when we can hear from God and truly be prepared for what he's doing. And I think if we're excited about that, then that's something that we would be willing to do to really take the time, look to him and say, okay, God, what is my assignment? What are you giving me right now that I need to prepare for so that way I can be equipped to walk this out with you when this move of God comes and when this revival really hits? Oh, that is so good. I'm so excited. Like, it makes me think of a wedding, you know, like mm. you, you don't just get ready the day before. Like there is a yeah. long season. There is an engagement. There is a, okay, I am going to put a ring on that finger and we are going to become one. But on this journey, we have to prepare through counseling, yeah. through, you know, the flowers, through the dress, like everything prepares up to that one day. Yeah. And you know, for the whole marriage, but how can we use this time to prepare? That is so good. What have you been doing to prepare? 
I think for me, you know, during this time, it's, it's been very different for me. I will just be honest. It's, yeah. it's definitely thrown me off. Um, everything that I've had to do to keep ministering and set myself up, it, it's definitely been a lot. Um, and then I feel like I'm doing more than I ever was before. Yeah, and yeah. so I think for me, I've been really trying to get back in my schedule, really find a routine and keep going. And one thing that I, it's funny, I actually told this to someone today, they reached out to me and they're like, I'm struggling to adjust. How do I seek the Lord right now? And I just got honest with them. And I'm like, you know, my schedule's off too. I'm like, I'm used to my morning routine. I like waking up early. I like doing everything. I'm worshiping. I'm reading. I'm praying. I'm in his presence. I'm doing, you know, my whole routine. And I'm like, right now, I'm like, that has not been my reality, doing my whole routine. And what I told the person to do is I'm like, what I've been trying to do is at least every single day, choosing one way that I'm going to seek God today. And because we can get really stressed out. And I think this is important for people to hear. Um, and even the, even the, the transparency, because I feel like a lot of people think, you know, those of us that do ministry, like, wow, like you just have this like perfect relationship with God and this like perfect everything. It's like, um, no, <laughs> we experience life too. And so I think, you know, <laughs> for me, it's like, okay, like today, if like things were just crazy, you know, and I was really trying, um, it's how am I going to seek God today? Okay, today I'm going to focus on just worshiping him this morning. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to just really work on, uh, uh, just really put forth energy to, to my entire prayer list. Or this time I'm really going to get into the word of God. But something else that I do have been doing and am doing more now being that my schedule is all off is learning to really just talk to the Holy Spirit throughout the day. Because when I was really talking about my abide series about us abiding in Christ and him abiding in us, that is something that that's a place where we have to be in all the time. And how are you in that place of abiding in him? If you're not able to lock yourself away in your room for the whole day and just be in his presence, how do you do that? You invite him into your day. The word of God says, uh, God says that I delight in every detail of your life. And so something that I love is just inviting him into my day and saying, okay, Holy Spirit, I just want you to be a part of every moment of my day. And, and I'll literally find myself throughout the whole day, just talking to him, spending time with him, you know, maybe putting on a worship song, just having conversations with him. And I think that is a great way for anyone listening to really just build your relationship with God is knowing that it's not something that you have to just always go away and do. It's something that's a part of your everyday life. Like Jesus is a part of our life. And when he truly, when you abide in him and he truly abides in you, then he's with you at all times. And I think that is the greatest relationship we can have with him is knowing that we're in constant communion, constant fellowship, and constant just interaction with him throughout the day. Because the more we do that, then the more we'll be more obedient in the times where he does draw us away. And now it's just us and him or just you and him. And I think that's why it's important for us to every single day, just invite him to be a part. And when you do that, you let him do more within your day because you invited him in. Oh, and within John 15, when it talks about abide, then you truly realize and understand what it means when it says, apart from me, you can do nothing because yeah. you, you've just become one with him and you let him yeah. in. He becomes the foundation and you get to build this beautiful skyscraper without him that it would just tumble when the storm comes. And so yeah. whenever you have him and you can understand his voice and hear that peace and hear that calling, you can go love on the person with the fun tattoo. You can go <laughs> and wear the shirt 
and you can go and be bold on your social media. And that's, that's what it's about. And that I'm so glad you said that because this morning, like that's something I try to like write in my journal and like say out loud to every day is like, okay, Holy spirit, like I invite you in, like I'm opening Mm -hmm. the door, like come on in. Like I need you because it's just so sweet to just have that relationship with him because he will take over. He's yes. at the door. He's a gentleman. He's knocking. Mm-hmm. Are you going to open that door for him and say, come on in, pal? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Sister. So you are up north as I'm in the south and you are at Church of Joy. That is your home. Tell me how yes. like th- just the church started because I just, I love it. I just love it. Yeah, so I would love to talk about that. So my parents founded our ministry, Church of Joy, over, I think, 23, going on 24 years ago now. And um, our story is very interesting. Um, This is why I have such a heart for this young generation, because uh, 23 years ago, we started by reaching young people, or I should say they started, because my dad (laughs) started it, by reaching young people. He really felt a call to come back. Um, Here he was. He married my mom in Colorado. They met there. They married. They were living out there. And God called him back. to where he's from, Waukegan, Illinois. And um, he started just reaching kids. We have a um, thing, it's called Sidewalk Sunday School. Some people might've heard of this, others might not have, but it's where you take a big um, truck we paint it yellow. You uh, yeah. cut the side of the truck out and the side comes down as a stage. And you actually have Sunday school on the sidewalk in different uh, parks and neighborhoods um, of children. And you know, we were doing outreach and evangelism and you know low income housing areas impoverished areas and things like that really reaching young people in these areas and we would bring this truck to their neighborhood and have an entire sunday school service for them and they loved it it was larger than life and we would do that and then we started having indoor services and we would um bring in some throughout the week honestly we would minister to over three thousand young people a week and it was huge our, our ministry was known as the third largest ministry to young people in the nation at that time when it was at its peak. And so my dad was just this like crazy dynamic children's pastor that was doing um, all of that. And that's how um, our church got started. But with that, because it kind of got started backwards, as we would kind of say, most people don't start with reaching children. You build a congregation and then you say, hey, we're going to go do outreach. We did it backwards. And um, at the time, at the beginning, we did have a little congregation. However, um, they weren't completely in agreement with that. And the entire church wound up leaving. Um, And when the people leave, so does the money. And so uh, it was a very hard time a time of sacrifice. My parents had to sacrifice. I was very young at the time, but part of that sacrifice, uh, we lost our home to foreclosure and our cars to repossession, and we had to move into the basement um, of our church. And um, I talk a little bit about my story. I I wrote a book called Dwell, and we can talk about that in a minute. Yes! Uh, But but I I wrote my side of the story in there because when I talk about the message of Dwell, which again, we can hit on in a moment, but I literally talk about how I didn't, it's not just a saying that I say, if I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Like I literally lived in the church almost like Samuel, you know? And, um, I watched my parents sacrifice because Mm. they were obedient to what God was telling them to do in reaching these young people. And so from there, um, God then began to just bless us and bring people around. And we came out of that. And then our church went through um, a revival, a season of very intense revival. And so there's my uh, heart of revival that comes there. Um, And so that happened. And then probably about um, maybe four years after that, um, a complete miracle 
took place within our ministry. And we were literally gifted, donated um, $8 million to purchase an entire YMCA building um, and completely renovate it. And we have no mortgage, there's no debt. And it was a literal financial miracle of going from this warehouse building of all the sacrifice that took place to God literally honoring our ministry and even just honoring the sacrifice that my dad did. Um, Just seeing that take place was just incredible. And so to this day, we're so grateful for what God has done. And just when people come and see the building, we completely boast in the Lord because Mm -hmm. it was all him. And the fact that he provided this for his people, for his church, for this young generation, we have a gym, we have a dance studio, and all of it is to provide opportunity for young people growing up in church to really love God, to use Mm -hmm. their gifts to glorify him and to love the church. And so it's an incredible story and um, I'm so proud of it. I'm grateful for my parents, what they did, just seeing them sacrifice. Um, My dad, Pastor Louie, my mom, Trisha Reyes, um, just seeing what they did uh, really just really helped develop me into the person that I am today. And now today, my dad is such a huge part of what I do in the ministry that God has given me to travel and perform and preach and do all of that. And um, God has just been so, so good. And I have witnessed his faithfulness my entire life. Wow. Oh, sister. I just love that story. Like, I'm just so inspired by your family's faithfulness, which has just grown into how your heart has just continued to soar in his love and in his grace Mm. and in his just goodness. Oh, and dwell. Girl, let's just talk about your book for a second. I love your book. I need all of our friends to hear about your amazing book too. Yes. Well, that book before the book um, was the message and the message is dwell. And and that is something that I minister all the time when I minister to young people. Yes, I minister on revival. Yes, I minister on confidence. Yes, I minister about our generation. But the biggest thing that I minister on is dwell um, because that's where it all starts. And that's where it all started for me. You know, being a pastor's kid growing up in church my whole life. I remember being young and asking my dad after hearing so many testimonies like we hear in church, we hear, um, you know, of people who were in the church, but then they went out into the world and, you know, life happens and they go through so many things and then God redeems them. And we praise God for that. And I remember hearing that thinking those are amazing testimonies and asking my dad saying, dad, that that's not going to happen to me. I'm not, I don't want to leave the church. I don't want to go out into the world. Like, what am I going to tell people as a church kid, having not gone out there? And my dad literally told me, he said, Maddie, that is the greatest testimony you could ever have. He said, the greatest testimony Mm. is to be someone that has come into the Lord, that's given their life to God and that served him all the days of their life. And so I love when I get a chance to be in front of young people, I so boldly and so confidently tell them, I say, you know, I can't tell you what it's like to drink. I can't tell you what it's like to do drugs. I can't tell you what it's like to have sex. I can't tell you what it's like to party. I can't tell you what it's like to be in the world. I'm sorry if that's what you wanted to know. I'm like, but what I can tell you is how to live your life completely for God, how to be so passionate about the things of God and how to serve him all the days of your life. And so that's where the message of dwell was birthed from Psalms uh, 27 verse four, where it says, one thing I desire, this only do I seek is to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. And I encourage young people to dwell in the house of the Lord, knowing that everything that you're looking for, that identity, that confidence, Mm -hmm. that significance, everything that you go out into the world to find, it is in the church. And that's why I believe that so many more churches need to even put that much more of a priority on this young generation, because in the church, 
that's where as young people, we find who we are in Christ. That's where we become the people that God created us to be. And so I talk to pastor's kids and church kids and tell them that they need to be confident about the testimony they have. They don't have to go out into the world. There's another option. We think a lot as young people that there's only one option that I can only have my, you know, worldly experience, my high school experience. I have to party. I have to date. I have to do these things. You don't have to. I didn't do that. That's not my story. That's not my testimony. And I confidently say that you can, you can actually have the life that God wanted you to have. And more than all those experiences that you'll have in the world, you can have the greatest experience in the presence of God. And that starts by you staying in the church and really living your life for him. So I am a champion of the dwell message and I encourage young people at times when I go out to be dwellers where they say, I will be a young person that will dwell in the house of the Lord. I'm not leaving the church. I'm going to stay and I'm going to live my life for God. Oh, Maddie, I have tears in my eyes. I want to stay in the house of the Lord. I want to be a dweller. You're a dweller, Georgia. You're a dweller. (laughs) That is just so beautiful. And I know there are probably so many of our friends that are listening that needed to hear that because it's like, Mm. well, I've never had a boyfriend. I've never dated. And they feel like they're less than because they haven't. But truly like- it's such a lie. It's such a lie from the enemy. Yes. That's because he is. He is those things that he's trying to tell you and he's trying to just turn your head just a little bit. And so just look up. Just yeah. look up because that's mm-hmm. where he is and that's where he wants you to, to see him. And, oh, oh, Maddie, I just don't even know. But I just, my, my eyes are just having a little, like, a, oh. <laughs> a little party. But I wish I, I'm, like, waving my hands to blow them over your eyes. Yes, thank you, sister. <laughs> thank you. So where can our friends go find this dwell book? Yeah, so you can go. It's available um, as a hard copy on my online store called The Dwell Shop. So it's the D-W-E-L-L shop.com. You can find the book on there. Um, Also, you can find, um, I think, like the Kindle version on Amazon. And then um, also soon it will be available on like iBooks and things like that. And so we're actually, no one knows this yet, (laughs) but we're actually going to be re-releasing the book and doing a completely new like cover and everything like that. And so that's coming uh, hopefully the next couple of months uh we'll be re-releasing it and so i'm excited for that well surprise and thank you for sharing that with faith and friends i feel so special oh yeah well you guys are my friends so (laughs) Uh, yes we talk about all things faith and friends i love it yes love girl that just oh i'm just so excited and so what what is your like heart excited to see in the next coming months because i know 2020 i i know that at the beginning of the year everyone's like yes a new yeah. vision. We're just going to see, oh, wow, the harvest is here. And then <laughs> what happens when there's a downpour? Oh, no, I'm I'm excited about the revival that's coming. I think, yeah. you know, for those that are keen on that, you know, God, God is going to move. And something I've been saying, you know, while this whole thing has been taking place, I'm like, everybody's stopping. A lot of things are pausing. I'm like, everyone's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, like, stop, you know. I'm like, the last time I was with God, I don't remember him ever telling me to stop. Ooh. I don't, I don't, I'm like, I don't think God said stop. I think we need to keep going. I think if we're still believing, you know, there, there's many, there's many plans in the yeah. heart of man, yeah. but it's the counsel of the Lord that stands. There's many ideas that we have. There's many concepts of, oh, this is okay. This is how we're going to facilitate this revival. And I think they're great. Like, I hope everything, you know, certain things are able to still pan out, but it's like, okay, God. 
what are you doing? I just, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what is God really going to do. And I'm excited to see too, a young generation that just rises up. I think we're going to see young people as there's so many voices that are, that are uh, uh, emer- emerging right now. So many voices um, that have a heart of revival, a heart of evangelism, just they, they have the gospel burning on the inside of them. I think we're going to see just a generation that just rises up and they're just completely consumed by God. And I think that's something that I, I love to see young people when they, when they have not just that fire, but they're consumed by God. And that's Mm -hmm. something that I went through. I went through my own personal revival. And in going through that, I had a moment with God where I said, God, I want to burn for you. And he said, uh, he said, well, if you want to burn for me, I'm going to consume you. And if I consume you, you must always burn for me. And I thought, okay, God, like I, like I want that. I want to be someone where every single moment of every single day of my life, I just want to burn hot for you. I don't want to just be on fire one day and then off fire the next day. I want to be completely consumed by you. And the only way that we can be consumed is by being a sacrifice because Mm. that's what God consumes. He consumes a sacrifice and it's thinking, okay, is there, I think there is a generation that's willing to sacrifice. I think there's a radical generation because it's going to take a radical generation to do something radical. And with the moral decline within our culture, within our society, that's there. We're going to need some radical young people that are going to stand on the word of God and they're going to stand having done all to stand. They're not going to waver. They're not going to be in that gray area. It's going to be very black and white. And I'm excited to see those young people just arise during this time. I can't wait to see more young people just proclaiming the gospel, proclaiming a life of righteousness, a life of holiness, a life of purity, choosing to take these stands and boldly and confidently proclaiming the life in Christ that they have to others that are around them and seeing just God use this generation to do something absolutely incredible. Oh, Amen. Yes. Amen. That's just so beautiful. And your heart for revival just makes my heart for revival just grow because it gets me so excited. Like your joy just sharpens my joy. And I'm just like, I feel like a firecracker. But I, when I was thinking about revival and thinking, you know, if some of our friends may have looked at this word and been like, wow, that's a big word. Like, what does this mean? Girl, I, I went to the, the Google and I asked Google, I said, what does revival mean? Because I just wanted to get down to the heart of, and so if yeah. you look this word up, this is what the definition says. The improvement in the strength of something, an instance of something becoming important again. And the gospel's always been important, but more like now more than ever, do we need to just go? Like we can't, we can't be still or we can't put a pause on, oh, this is a season where we need a pause. Let's just, we'll pick this back up in the fall when, when the pandemic's over. No, like it is important now and we need to strengthen our muscles now in this preparation season. We're able to carry it because we're stronger. Yes, absolutely. And revival is for the church. Revival is for Christians. I think a lot of people get confused where sometimes they think that revival is the harvest coming. We think that revival is people getting saved and it's actually not. Evangelism is people people going out and spreading the gospel and people getting saved through that. Revival is when something that was once dead comes alive again. And you can't, something can't come alive again if it wasn't already alive. And those that are in Christ, there's so many, you know, 
churches and Christians that might have at one point been burning hot when they first got saved, but there's certain that fire has kind of, you know, turned off a little bit or it's stalled out a little bit. And when that revival comes, that is when we become alive again in the things of God. That's when us as Christians, we take our place. And like that definition said, the things of God become important within our life. I look forward to seeing revival just hit youth groups again. I think today, if I can just be honest, there's so many youth groups where just young people in those youth groups, it's so dead. I'm just being honest. As someone that travels and I go to youth groups all over the nation, there's so many of them that's so dead. But they want it. They want something real. They want God. And it's about us giving that to them and them coming alive again in Christ and taking their position. And when revival comes, that's when it's so amazing for us as Christians because we experience God in such a greater way within our lives. We get so much more excited about his presence. And in doing that, we experience him. We experience the fire of God, the power of God, the presence of God, the glory of God. And because of how excited we are about all that God is, we now get so excited that we're like, wait, I got to go tell more people about this. And therefore evangelism starts happening. And so that's what revival is. It it becomes important in our lives again. And we come alive again and we get so excited about who God is that we can't hold it in anymore. And I think it's time for Christians to stop holding it in. Let's really experience God so we can really have something to give to others and say, Oh, you have to experience this too, because it's amazing. Oh, yes. And girl, it, it made, when you said youth groups, it made me think about like leading worship for youth groups. Sometimes mm-hmm. it, it honestly can be frustrating because you're like, oh, I just want you to, to get in this presence that I'm in. It's just incredible. It's amazing. Just lift your voices. Let's sing, you know, but yeah. truly nowhere did, did God say like, I need you, I need you to pour out. I need you to pour out. It's always out of the overflow. Truly, yes. like he fills us up. Talk and, about it, Georgia. Talk oh, about it. Girl, Maddie, I just got to say, your joy is contagious, Maddie Ray. And when I see that joy and I see that overflow, I just see a space of the Lord in you. Like I see a side of his face. And that's something I'm just so grateful for because I see, mm. I see his excitement. I see his joy. I see his love. And so when we're doing ministry and sometimes it can get discouraging, it's not our job to, to save them. It's our job to just live our lives holy and blameless so that we yeah. can just be a sacrifice and to show them who he is. And girl, you do that so beautifully. Like I'm just so just so in awe of you and God is so sweet. Well, I I thank you for everything that you say. And it's just, you know, it it really is a walk because being someone that has this passion for this, I can definitely be the other person where it's, come on, I just want everyone to do this right now. I'm not really like, like, let's go, you know? And I think it's just such a learning process and really just trusting in God, you know, at all times and just allowing those moments when you're weak to be weak. So that way he could be that much more stronger. And that is, that's definitely something I'm learning right now. Like 100% just learning. Um, And that's something I'd say that's something I'm learning so much more now, but have, had to learn my whole life. You know, I I used to be one of those people, uh, like many people say, you know, I'm an emotionally strong person. And it's (laughs) like, okay, well, by you trying to do that, God is not being made strong within your life. And I had to, I had to receive that myself. And in knowing that it's caused me to 
really, uh, again, I'm not going to say I mastered this at all, but really just be more mindful of having to be more weak and having to be less so that way he can be more and he can be stronger. And that is something that I'm trying to do every day, especially being a very radical, passionate person. I'm always extra. I'm always more. I'm always doing the most, you know? And it's like, okay, Maddie, you can't, because if you do, you might come across strong but then God wasn't able to be as strong as he could have been if you lessened yourself and if you in a way weakened yourself. And so I think that's something I'm learning right now. And I think it's very important, even, you know, in those that are revivalists and evangelists and have that heart to do that. We, we can't be so overboard, you know, in what we're trying to do and just trust that God is the one that wants this more than any of us. And we have to trust him in doing that. That's so beautiful. Girl, okay. I got one last question for you. Okay. Okay. So for our friends that are listening that are like, okay, I'm ready to take my bold step. I need to start sharing about Jesus because I have him in my heart and I do love him, but I haven't been as bold as I should. Where, Where would you encourage them to start? Yeah, I think that boldness, that boldness comes from your identity. It really Mm. does. You have to know who you are in Christ. And when you know who you are in Christ, there's nothing that's going to stop you. Because again, it's Christ in you. Like it's just going to, because Christ is in you. He doesn't want to stay there. Like he's ready to go. (laughs) And so I think it really comes from your identity in him and knowing who God has created you to be, who God has called you to be, the purpose that's on your life and choosing to walk in that and knowing I think another part of boldness is the identity and then also the obedience. Mm. You have to be obedient because I think (laughs) I'm a very bold person, but there's times I'll shrink back in fear. And in that I'm being disobedient. And it's like the moments when you're obedient, those are the moments that you're bold. That's what it is. Like it's like there's that. Those are the moments when you're courageous because you're stepping out in faith and faith is the opposite of fear. And it's in you choosing to be obedient. Like, okay, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know what's going to come about from this, but God, I'm trusting in you and I'm choosing to be obedient because you have some type of purpose in this. And in choosing to be obedient, you wind up being bold to those that are around you. It's never something that you just, I'm just going to be bold. No, you're not. You're going to wind up shrinking back in fear. You have to be obedient. Like that has to be your mindset. And I, I've learned that. Like I've, I remember when I got real uh, excited about evangelism, this thing was just stirring in me. I remember I literally went to Target and I brought my friend with me and I'm like, okay, we're just going to go up to everybody and just say, Jesus loves you and see if we can pray for them. And I went in there and literally we were just going up to all these people saying, hey, Jesus loves you. Hey, Jesus loves you. Hey, can I pray for you? And we were just running around everywhere doing that. And we saw very little fruit. We were bold and we did it. However, we weren't obedient. Well, weren't you obedient by going in there and praying for people? Not really, because I wasn't being led by the Holy Spirit. I was being led by my excitement of wanting to be bold, Hmm. where I could have actually went in there and I could have taken a moment and say, okay, God, what are you wanting to do? What is your plan while I'm here? Who are you pointing out to me? And I'm not saying that every, you know, God, like before you ever take a step, you know, it's okay. I don't know if God's telling me to go to that person. Like, still go to people, still present Christ to people, but it's all about being obedient because when you're obedient, that's when you'll see more fruit. And that's when you'll do things that you never thought you would do. 
It's all about the love that you have for God. And when we love him, we're obedient. If you love God, you'll keep his commandments. Mm -hmm. and, and when we love him, we choose to be obedient. And it's all out of our love. We don't do it because we want to just do it. We don't do it because we just want to be bold. We don't do it because we just want people to see that we're bold. We don't do it because of that. We do it because we love him. And because we love him, we then have his heart because he loves us. And we see how he loves other people. And then we're just obedient to wherever his heart is in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think if you want to be bold, be obedient. And by being obedient, you will find yourself having to be very bold and get out of your comfort zone. That was so encouraging. I'm so excited. Girl, my <laughs> alarm is going off telling me it's eight o'clock every day for <laughs> at 8 a.m., 12 p.m., and 8 p.m. I have a little alarm that tells me to pray for the president, COVID-19, and all the doctors. So, Oh, I love that. So that's been See, and that's how, you, that's how you inspire me. I'm like, oh, I love – I want to set my alarm now. <laughs> girl, <laughs> that's how you inspire oh, me, Georgia. Well, girl, you inspire me just uh, to walk in obedience fully and just to walk in surrender and just to know that there's going to be sweet fruit that comes from that when you listen to the Holy Spirit too because there's a difference between hearing him and then listening and actually doing. So thank yeah. you for that sweet reminder because oh, that was really refreshing. And I loved your little Target story because that's so relatable. <laughs> like there'll be so many times that you're like, I'm so pumped. Let's go do this. But did the Lord tell you to do this or did you tell you to do this? Right. And oh. will you do it when you're not so pumped? <gasps> you know, Ooh. that's, that's the obedience. Will you do it when you don't really feel like doing it? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. up to you in that moment. Amen. Woo. Girl, there was this uh, thing that Michael Todd said a couple weeks ago. He said, slow obedience is still disobedience. And mm. that, that stuck with me because even if you think, oh, well, I'm still being obedient. Ooh, if you're just, you know, running through molasses, like that's not, that's not very <laughs> obedient. So, oh, girl. I like that. I'm going to use that running through molasses. Running through, <laughs> there's your little Southern. <laughs> You're just running through molasses. Yes, queen. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I love have it. literally so much fun with you. And yes, me too. Can... I just love you. This is great. Oh, it's so fun. We're going to have to do this more because I just, I just love you. Oh, but oh. I want all of our friends to make sure they keep up with you because you were just pouring out uh, just so much light, encouragement, hope, and joy, contagious joy. So watch mm -hmm. out for that. Where can they find you? <laughs> Yeah, well, um, probably my biggest social media where I connect with people is on Instagram. It's official Maddie Ray. I do a lot of ministry on there. Obviously, in the season, I'm doing a lot of lives right now. Um, and I always uh, love just connecting with people on there. I will say probably the thing that I love the most about Instagram is when people message you, you can send the voice message. And I love that because I am not a texter. And that's just so much easier for me. And so I love Instagram. I uh, can uh, check out everything that I do on there. I am now on TikTok, which I always laugh about however god is yes. just using tiktok which yes. is incredible <laughs> i despised it at first but i went on that platform and i'm like okay god has his hands somewhere on here because the gospel's getting out and so um that's also official maddie ray and then YouTube. I post a lot of like my full sermons and different things on there. Um, music videos. I also do music. <laughs> um, and so yes. that's on YouTube. I think it's official Maddie Ray as well. Um, and then, yeah, I do music. So I do Christian um, pop music and that's uh, pretty much anywhere that you get your music from. Yeah. Apple music, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. And then let's see. Yeah. My online merch store, you can buy online merch. I have a lot of, um, merch on there that talks about just Jesus 
being your everything, being an influencer of revival, um, just different things like that. Um, and then also my book is on there and that's thedwellshop.com. And um, yeah, I think I hit pretty much everything of where I'm at. That is my queen sister, Maddie Ray, right there, y'all. Oh, I just love, you just do it all. And I just love it. I love that you've let the Lord in and you've asked the Holy Spirit into every aspect of your life, from the songs you sing, to the clothes you wear, to the eyes that just sparkle so brightly because they're just looking up, to just the words that you preach. Girl, thank you for dancing with Jesus. And I just love <laughs> you and all that you do. And we're going to have to hang out again soon, okay? Yes absolutely bye bye thank you